I was 36 and I forget what it was that I was doing that bugged him. And he was in my face, you know, kind of talking to me like I was 12 years old again. And I remember uh, uh, getting angry and finally saying that, you know, I think I swore something. I said, you know, God damn it, I, I'm 36 years old. Don't you think you start treating me that way instead? <laughs> and and uh, 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 I remember him kind of stepping back and kind of looking, and he says, you're right, I apologize. <laughs> so, <laughs> that stopped. You know? you're, you're and, I, and, I, and I did try to not do what he did to make him mad again. So, oh, good. So, so, I, <laughs> so you so, both learned yeah, yeah, a little less. Yeah. Welcome to My Company Story. It's a show by business owners about business owners. I'm your host, Don Burge. In each episode, we'll explore the challenges business owners face and how they've overcome them. I'm here with John Bryant. He is the CEO and owner of J.H. Bryant Construction or J.H. Bryant and Son, J.H. Bryant in J Gardena, California. Close John, enough. welcome yeah. to the show. Thank you. John, can you tell us a little bit about what J.H. Bryant is, what you guys do? We're a commercial industrial general contractor. Most of our clients are um, corporations that have multiple facilities. And so we'll do our remodeling of their, their stores, their buildings, their offices. Historically, our business, most of our businesses of clients have been banks. Mm -hmm. And so we do still work for banks. And we also do work for companies that have multiple uh, retail stores. And we'll remodel those. And you have offices in, uh, how many offices do you guys have? We have uh, three offices in California, one in Hayward, one in uh, Rancho Cordova, the Sacramento area, and then our corporate offices in Gardena. And how did you get started in the company? Did you found the company? No, I did not. You didn't. No. Did your dad found the company? My dad founded the company. And and so tell me about that journey and how you got involved. Well, I first started working for my dad when I was 15 years old. Mm -hmm. it, at that time, it was just a, we were a painting contractor. We didn't do any general construction work. And uh, uh, dad would have me come in on the weekends and uh, uh, fill up paint thinner buckets and then uh, go out on jobs and cover cover for the guys so they can get, get the jobs done on Saturdays and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I did that. I was... So I was 15 and then later when I was in college, I worked for him a couple of summers. He, both actually, all three of us did that one time or the other. Three of us meaning you My, have two brothers? I have two brothers, yeah. And are they younger than you or older? Younger, younger. And I they mean. were all in the company? Uh, yeah, we all worked together. So anyway, let's see, uh, growing up, uh, our father never encouraged us to work with the company. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't think it was a very good business to be in. In fact, he used to say, trust me, you do not want to do what I do. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. So what changed? Why did you decide to, to do this full time now? Luck, I think, in a lot of ways. I, after I, when I got out of college, I thought I'd try teaching school for a while and didn't like that very much. And um, did that for two years. It was the hardest job I've ever had. Teaching school was? Yes. <laughs> so when I got a, decided to uh, stop doing that, I got a job working at, uh, as a, for the, in the facilities department for uh, an aerospace company, Hughes mm -hmm. Aircraft Company. Worked there for three years, and by the on the third year, I was working as a I was a project manager handling small projects for them. About that time, my my dad's business, the general construction side, started taking off. They had a lot of a lot of work, very getting very busy. My mom called me up and said, uh, um, "I want you to go to talk to your dad and ask for a job." Oh, really? Your yeah. mom did? Yeah. Okay. Dad doesn't know this, by the way, so I'm, maybe he knows now. But. <laughs> so I and, and at the time I was not happy where I was at. It was uh, working for a big uh, corporation. They take a regular job and they break it down into small little pieces, so everybody's doing a little piece of it. So you really don't 
get to do everything. You just do one portion You're of the it. cog in a wheel. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. it, and it just, so you, I wasn't sure why, but I just wasn't happy mm-hmm. until I left. And then I realized it was because I was just, what we did just didn't, at least I didn't feel like what I was doing mattered. So what changed? You went to work for your dad. Went, went to work for him uh, in uh, August of 1979. They were very busy. We were doing a lot of remodeling for a bank. They, that, that and the, the ATM machines were starting to come out in mm-hmm. banks. Mm-hmm. And uh, nobody at that time that did work for the banks really wanted to do anything. They were just weren't. It wasn't a big job. Mm-hmm. But they were they were small, and my dad actually liked it because it was he could knock one out in a couple of weeks and get it done. So it was good cash flow That's for great. him. So he and they started doing a lot of them, like they do like one a week. Wow! So, so were your brothers working there then? At that time, no. Okay, uh, so just you, just me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my youngest brother was working as an electrician for another electrical contractor. Okay. And my middle brother was uh, selling insurance. I joined the firm and um, been there for a few months. And at the time, my dad had an old army buddy that dad had signed for his license back in the 50s when and so this guy was had been doing small construction jobs but for uh trust departments of banks mm-hmm. and uh he uh approached my dad he wanted to retire and um, make a long story short dad bought his company and when he decided to do it he 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 made a snap decision and he, he said, okay, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And then he looked at me and said, go with Corky and learn what he does. And you're going to, we're going to go partners and we're gonna, you're going to run this business. So you, you learned by going and running another company that your dad bought. So you were, you were kind of out of your dad's shadow at the time and running this company on your own or yeah. within his operation? Uh, it was on my own. Uh, he, uh, we were partners. He uh, had its own contractor's license. He was the, was the uh, responsible manager, managing officer for that, this little small company. So mm-hmm. it was basically, he was, his license was responsible for what I did, but it was, he basically walked away and let me do what you, I needed to do. You did the job. Yeah. So then you, you learned on the job and learned it that way. And then the company grew, opened up a couple of offices up and down California. Your dad came to you one day and said, John, uh, I'd like you to take over. Is that how that went? Or tell me more about that. Um, well, after running my small operation, we, we merged the two companies together because they, they had similar kinds of clients that was it was starting to look very much the same in terms of mine were smaller than his, but they were, his guys could do it just as well as the guys that I had in my crew. So we just kind of merged them all together. And um, and one of the reasons why we did it is was, it was at difficult at that time to find competent tradespeople. And I had five or six guys working for, for myself that they could use. So we merged the two together. And so then uh, by that time, my younger brother had joined the company. He was running the electrical side for That's the company. Mark, right? Mark, mm-hmm. Mark, yeah. So he was running the electrical and dad needed someone to run the construct, general construction side in terms of managing that stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's what I started doing after we merged the two companies together. And my father focused on more of the corporate side of things, just okay. managing us. And we did that for a number of years. And then in uh, 97, decided to retire. Okay. Capped some- you. Yeah, for some goofy reason, he chose me. <laughs> some goofy reason, he chose you. Yeah. All right. So, John, talk about a little bit about the challenges in the uh, general contracting environment and industry today. Here we are in 2019. What do you see going on in your industry that may be different than it was in 1980s? Well, the clients are different. When I first started working, doing the work, the customers, there was a... Uh, 
an appreciation for one another. There was kind of a symbi uh, the client needed the contractor, needed decent, competent contractors to do their jobs. Mm -hmm. The contractors needed a, a client they could depend upon for the work. Two-way trust. So there it was a lot of that going on and for, for a long time. And and so there you would there would be uh, my competition, our competition would be the same three, four, five different companies that mm -hmm. we were all we were all bidding against each other. And and there was no collusion going on, but mm -hmm. when people would get busy uh, you'd, you'd be bidding against the same, say, three contractors, and when people get busy, their prices would go up because they needed to. They didn't have enough guys to do all the work, so they'd have to figure overtime right. for, for for a job to get done in order to cop, to meet the schedule. So it kind of worked out where um, you kind of took turns getting work. And everybody it, enough work to go around everybody. Yes. And what's different now? The clients aren't as uh, there's not that uh, communication. For instance, when I first started working, there was there were bid openings, and this was, this was not public work. This was private work, mm -hmm. where there they you everybody turned their bid open bid in the day of, mm -hmm. and they'd open up in front of everybody, so we'd all know what our numbers were. Very fair with everybody. Yep. And then, in fact, at that time, there was be there would be a. Uh, um, if one individual had a really, really low number that uh, than everybody else's, that was obviously they made a mistake. Right. But the clients would say, "Are you sure you want this job? Yeah. Did you leave off something big because it's so low? Yeah, because they and they didn't want. They'd rather have you not take the job because they they saw that as being a problem for them later down the line. In the long run, that's that was the that was what the nature of the business was when I first started working in it. And what's it look like now? It's very secretive. Mm. There's there's no. You don't know what your numbers are. That the other guys, there, there's. It's all private. Most of the clients uh, turn in proposals. Uh, they get them. It's over the internet. There's no. Um, you don't know what the other guys' bids are. Mm. You don't know how low you are. You don't know. No feedback. None at all. Not like you had. None at all. And so it's it's a different kind of animal. So you really, it's a lot more competitive in terms of that. So you really need to uh, sharpen your pencil, and make sure you get the best best price. The the challenge is sometimes you can you take a job too cheap and then it get it can bury you. Right. And, you, you yeah under bet under bid. Yeah. What about your workforce? I know you have people that have worked there probably for a long time working for you guys. Yes. And what's the workforce look like today versus then? And, and what do you see in that environment? Our problem is finding young people that want to want to do the do the job. Um, not so much the, the the project managers, but the the, the actual uh, the electricians, the, the painters, the tradesmen, the tradesmen, um, real shortage of individuals that that think this is a good business to be in or mm. a big good career in, which is a shame because right now most of our guys are they'll they're make, making a whole lot better money than when i first started out when i started out the guys were making eight and ten dollars an hour and a, a journeyman carpenter is making 33 34 dollars wow. an hour wow wow so if you're listening to this podcast and you're a journeyman carpenter come and see john yeah, right there you go <laughs> yeah, so that and that's 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 the problem with all the trades there's a uh, there's a shortage of young young people that want to do do this work mm -hmm. and then the other problem is then we get you you bring in people that say they are a skilled tradesman and then you find out they're that they're not they're not mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. so and that's a problem with uh, our our industry is there's not there needs to be uh, i think a more organized training for young people to know what they what they need to do to get do the job. We're not unions, so we don't have an, there's not an apprenticeship program you go through. So most of the people on our side of things 
are, are learning by doing. On the non-union side. Yeah, on the non-union yeah. side. Are there trade schools that the, are stepping up and training kids out of high school who don't want to go to college to, to do there these are, kind of jobs? There are. There's, there's some really good ones for uh, mechanical, electrical, and plumbing trades mm-hmm. that, that young people can go to. And uh, and there's there's schools where you can get training for to get an apprenticeship that doesn't cost a student anything. The company pays for it. Great. Yeah, yeah. good. So there's great opportunities out there for uh, there younger, younger kids to... Uh, to get involved in this industry. There are. That's cool. And the other challenge we've got right now is the last five years, they've, there's been a half a million, 500 million, uh, no, no, a half a million people that were in the construction business that have retired. And oh. We have, and we haven't replaced them yet. Right. So that's right. that's a problem for like all of us. Your workforce, I mean, you, how, how long have some of the folks worked for you? Look, I've got people that have been with me since 35 years. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. And they'll be retiring or moving on? Yes. And- and there's a there's a vacuum, there's a need for younger uh, yes. people to fill those voids. Yes, there are. That's great. And the work will always be there, right? I mean, people are always going to be constructing buildings in California. That's true. And uh, in our business, we're we're kind of a uh, we're a niche that's not necessarily doing the new new construction. So we're remodeling stuff instead of the existing stuff. That doesn't seem to slow down. No, I bet there's a big demand for that. John, let's shift gears a little bit now and talk a little bit more about family dynamics in okay. business. I know you've got some stories there that have been impactful for you and for your company. Do you want to share any of those stories or how that uh, uh, the dynamics of working uh, with two brothers in the company, one brother's passed away, uh, and how that and your, your parents are are both passed away now. I mean, tell me a little bit about that journey and what that's been. Working with uh, family members is is weird. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, Describe weird. Well, there's there's a there's a if you're working for a corporation that you don't that that it's not your brother, or your sister, or your mother, or your father. You can speak in a way that's people don't take offense to. Where with a, in a family business, that can happen very easily. You're, you're talking to somebody, and all of a sudden, you're you're ten years old again instead of you know thirty. Hit some nerves, and it's it's kind of. Did you ever have an experience with your dad that uh, that he was treating you one way, and you had to say, "Hey, I'm." Yeah, I did. Tell me about that. Yeah, I was uh, I was thirty six. And I forget what it was that I was doing that bugged him. And he was in my face, you know, kind of talking to me like I was 12 years old again. And I remember getting angry and finally saying that, you know, I think I swore something. I said, you know, God damn it, I, I'm 36 years old. Don't you think start treating me that way instead? <laughs> and I remember him kind of stepping back and kind of looking and he says, you're right. I apologize. <laughs> so, <laughs> that stopped. You you, you, and, you I, and, I, and I did try to not do what he did to make him mad again. So, oh, good. So, so, I, <laughs> so you so, both learned yeah, yeah, a we, lesson. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so that was, but then also working with family, sometimes there's a, uh, there, there can be a trust level when you, you think that people have got your backs and stuff like that, where it can be fun in terms of, you know, people mm-hmm. working on a project and you know that the, the individual there's doing his best to make sure that it goes well. Right, so, right. Right. And and that that happened a lot with uh, family members, with you and your brothers and your dad. Now, what happened? Your dad chose you over your two brothers. Did that cause problems, or how did you get o- over that with your brothers and with your dad? How did that? Because it wasn't your doing; it was your dad's doing. I didn't know it at the time. It just never occurred to me that someone might be offended. But one of my brothers thought he should have been chosen, and apparently, it it was a real problem, uh, jealousy uh, with with him towards me. I didn't. You didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Didn't recognize it. Didn't. Wasn't aware of it after the fact. Realizing after some stuff that happened, just kind of like, okay, maybe that's why he did what he did in mm-hmm. terms of 
mm-hmm. not 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 having my back or something like that, leaving me out, kind of mm-hmm. taking advantage of some situations. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was uh, um, it was funny. I was really surprised when my dad chose me because I really didn't think he was going to do it. I thought somebody else would have gotten the, the nod instead because I'm not I'm not the sales guy. I I'm mean, I'm good at you know when I get a client and working with them, and once I've done a job with somebody, I usually don't lose them. They 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 like working with me, and so I'm 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 effective that way. But going out there and uh, making cold calls and trying to get that first job from some stranger is not my I'm not very good at that. And one of my brothers is very was very good at that. But and, I imagine you he saw the hard work ethic and the honesty and the integrity that you that you uh, exude and those qualities maybe trumped the other ones that that were out there i i think so i just, i wasn't wasn't aware of the time but i in hindsight thinking about it more and more i did realize that of my 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 two brothers i i was the i am the hardest working of all three of us mm-hmm. you know the other my other brother younger brother was a was a close second i mean he was he, he put in some long hours working working and stuff like that and helping out that was mark yeah who passed away yeah yeah and how did that change the family dynamics when he died of a scuba accident? Yeah, he, he was diving in a diving accident. It was really it's a shame because he was he was what not even fifty when it wow. happened. So, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, because he was a very important part of our business because he was he was like he was a uh, journeyman electrician, and we started doing uh, uh, communications cabling. He saw that as a as a real growth possibility and was going after that a lot. And we were getting a lot of work that he he successfully had landed and was in and was getting the jobs done and it's going quite well and that was a challenge after it because he lost it took us a long time before uh we went through a lot of different individuals to write finding a replacement for him that didn't it was it took a while and funny thing it was actually finally when i realized that i i started doing taking over that part of it instead of ha- having a stranger do it because i my dad had trained us both of us well as good estimators effective ones we understood the process um, I didn't wasn't as knowledgeable in in the trade that that my younger brother was, but I understood how to put a bid together and mm-hmm. how, how you know in terms of uh, man hours to take do a certain task and trying to detail enough to find okay what materials do I need to get this job put together. So you stepped up when your brother passed away. You stepped in, took over the job, and then eventually found some people to replace. Eventually, I did, did yeah. That, yeah, yeah. But it took a, a good uh, almost. Six years before I finally before but wow. before I finally did that, I yeah. went through about three or four people before. I imagine the emotion of it too, with having your brother, someone so close to you, uh, pass away. That big void that was left in that. Yeah, that, that was that was kind of weird. Some of my friends have thought that, you know, that that's maybe why I do what I do, or because I just it just having that happen in a family, it's kind of makes you think twice about you know the fragileness of life and stuff like that, and trying to. Uh, appreciate you know the people around you that you love or something like that so good point and one good friend of mine thought that's why i kind of gave my my other brother uh more slack because i didn't want to lose him or something Mm -hmm. like that so Mm -hmm. well john thanks so much you've been a great uh guest to have on the show i really appreciate you coming out here and um wish you the very best of luck thank you for listening to my company story i'm your host don burge if you liked what you heard please leave us a comment and subscribe to hear more of my company story on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And go to our website, mycompanystory.com, to find more episodes.